It's the first show of 2015, but we're talking about the top CEO of 2014. Why? We're really nostalgic on this edition of Industry Focus. Howdy, everybody. I am Sean O'Reilly. Happy New Year. I'm sitting here with the one and only Nathan Hamilton. Looking good. Happy 2015. Well, thank you. That's that's one of my favorite intros. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we're suckers for looking back at history, aren't we? We are. It's it is very nostalgic. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to yesteryear and uh, see. Uh, CNN ranked uh, the top CEO of 2014. Mm-hmm. Who is it? Surprise me. One and only. Not surprising. Tim Cook. I am not surprised. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't think most people are. Right. Um, on the flip side, though, he did take over for uh, you know from one of the most iconic business leaders of the 20, 20th and 21st centuries, so not an easy task. Big shoes to fill. Right. Very it. big shoes to fill. So yep. tell us why. Well, you know, there's, we'll get into some of the details of why it makes sense and why it doesn't make sense and kind of what investors need, need to take away from it, but, you know, per CNN... Um, a lot of it comes down to just shareholder-friendly moves. Apple stock is up, you know, approximately 40 percent in 2014. Uh, the company returned, you know, 45 billion dollars in buybacks throughout the trailing quarters from September. That's uh, that's definitely walking around money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's extremely shareholder-friendly. And CNN mentioned it specifically, like part of the reason Tim Cook is the top CEO of 2014 is. Hey, shareholders are are doing well. Now, you know, I alluded to it at the beginning of, you know, what does it mean for investors and so forth? Uh, You have to look at it. You know, there could be an amazing CEO running a company where its stock has done, you know, off, you know, terribly. Um, You know, if we go back to 2013 or 2012, a lot of people were pegging Tim Cook. He's like, oh, just a supply chain guy. Yeah. He can't fill the shoes. Yeah. You know, but I, I think we're seeing kind of, I don't know if it's Apple making the transition, but the perception of Apple making the transition beyond just, you know, Tim Cook being a supply chain guy to, hey, Apple's still innovative. But if you look at it, the company as a whole, it's right. always been innovative. And this guy was handpicked by Steve Jobs, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, no, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, I do wonder if they would not have picked him had Apple not had the ridiculous run of the past year. But uh, I would have given him the award just for dealing with Carl Icahn. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I will. I will make a, you know a prediction or a speculation. I don't think he would have been picked as top CEO if the stock hadn't performed. Okay, because, that's fair. You know, CNN mentioned it specifically in the few CEOs that they were considering. You know, one was John Chen of BlackBerry. Many people look at BlackBerry like BlackBerry. What? What's he doing in there? But the stock's up. You know, similarly right. about forty percent yeah. in two thousand fourteen. So, yeah, and uh, there, arguably, who would want to take that job? Like you're. Yeah. Captain of a sinking ship, potentially? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So what kind of milestones? Steve Jobs is obviously famous for, I don't know, inventing the iPod. (laughs) What what did uh, 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 Mr. Cook do that warrants being Steve Jobs' successor? Yeah, I did play down, you know, the moves that Apple did make. um, But really, the company did hit some pretty big milestones. Um, Company acquired 20, uh, 20 different acquisitions or 20 companies. In 2014, this was compared to 15 companies in 2013. Okay. Um, one of the biggest being their largest acquisition ever. A few people have heard of Beats. You know, made a lot of headlines previously. Um, but if you look at it as well, you know, I think there's really one telling aspect of, of what happened in 2014. I, I don't know if it's so much a, a milestone, but when Tim Cook sat down with Charlie Rose on 60 Minutes and said, "Hey, we've got products that we're working on 
that haven't even been rumored about. You know, that's pretty, you know, something pretty important to pay attention to because yeah. everybody speculates about Apple. Everybody talks about... I teleporter? About, no. Exactly. <laughs> you know, who knows what they can do? And the funny thing is when you read a lot of, um, you know, articles or insights from, from sell-side research, what to expect in 2015, the last thing they always end with is, we don't know, you know, or it could be a product that Apple completely surprises us with. And Tim Cook mentioned this to, to Charlie Rose in the yeah. interview. Uh, that actually does make me wonder, um, feel free to say I have no idea, but sure. um, how long were they working on, like the, I, like the iPhone's what percentage of the revenue is, like half of the About 56%. Yeah. Um, how long were they working on that before, you know, Steve Jobs made his little speech? And It's tough to say, but, you know, if you go back to the early 2000s, um, there are quotes, that, yeah, I haven't seen whether they're legitimate quotes or not, but Steve Jobs has mentioned things about cell phones that, you know, would allude to him not being a fan of, of the way they work. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but that of course changed. 2007, 2008. That's when we saw the introduction of the original iPhone. You have to think that was probably a few years in the planning, right. so maybe mid 2000s. Um, but the the exact timeline. Uh, okay. Don't know for All sure. right. Don't worry. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, as a Apple shareholder or potential Apple shareholder, what can somebody kind of take away from top CEO win? What it means for Apple? All that kind yep. of stuff. So look at it this way. I, I think we could look at what it means for Apple and just investing as a whole. Um, you know, Apple has done a great job in 2014. You know, like I mentioned, a, a lot of different things, capital returns, you know, good share price. Um, but you have to, a lot of times as an investor, separate the business from the stock. Because if we go back to 2012 and 2013, the perception was, hey, Tim Cook, not an innovative guy, supply chain guy. And now we look into 2014, and it was like, oh, this guy's amazing, CEO of the year. What's changed in Apple's Absolutely business? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. The perception of the company is what has changed. So if you look back to, you know, say, how to make investment decisions and so forth, you have to look beyond what, you know, either analysts are saying or the media is saying and say, you know, back in two years ago or a year ago, you could have easily made some money on Apple by just saying, okay, do I believe Apple is not innovative like everyone else? Can Apple prove them wrong? And if you look out a year or two, you're like, okay, Apple Watch, Apple TV, different iPads, new iteration of the iPhone. You know, if they can keep that moving along, you know, it's a very good opportunity to make some money. So, you know, uh, one important thing to look at as well, you know, as I've mentioned, people peg Tim Cook as a, a supply chain guy. That's a good thing. Because if we look at it, one of the big stories with Apple... Kind of need a supply chain guy for the biggest company in the world. <laughs> no doubt about it. And with so many suppliers and the quick turnaround they have with developing yeah. a new iPhone every six months or you know, coming out with a new iPad all the time or new products, you, you need to be a supply chain guy. But one of the big stories of 2014 was um, GT Advanced. Yeah. And the bankruptcy there. Well, and I don't mean to interject. Um, that actually makes me wonder. So if I'm Tim Cook and I'm sitting in a meeting and they're like, okay, we've got this um, iPhone 6 and we want to put in this Gorilla Glass, we want to put in a new sure. glass, so stuff. would he be the guy that immediately would be able to kill him and be like, yeah, we probably can't get enough product to sell billions of these? Like, what's, why is that important? He might have a good beat on okay. know, to, to tell what the process could be. But, you know, I, I don't know the exact answer there, but if you look at you know, as a whole, the supply chain, and even looking at GT Advanced, you need these guys in there to manage the process. GT Advanced went bankrupt. Yeah. Um, Apple had some very favorable um, areas of the contracts, which worked out well for them. And with the turnaround the time they have and the technological advantages that they put in every phone, you really need to have good supplier relations. 
And if you look at Apple, they've got you know very right. solid supplier relations. And you know, one other thing, kind of getting back to innovation and acquisitions, the perception is Apple is innovative, no doubt about it. But it's not all just Apple. For example, the company acquired a company. Um, Apple acquired a company called Snappy Labs in early 2014. And what the company does is runs a JPEG image compression software or image engine that works on ARM processors, which is Apple's A9 chip. Okay. And what it allowed the iPhone to do is essentially shoot frames per second at 20 frames per second, whereas some of the better technology, like in the Samsung S4, runs at 7.5 frames per second. So a lot of people looking at it like, oh, God, Apple's so innovative. How do they get such a nice camera? They went out and acquired somebody. They went some out and them. bought somebody, yeah. So you really have to look at it. Where does the innovation come from? Um, you know, it's absolutely fine to go out and buy companies, but, you know, look at it as a whole. Apple is pretty innovative, but where does it really come from? Is it built into the culture? Are they acquiring companies? Yeah. Cool. Very, very good. So uh, looking forward, it's the new year. Yep. Is Apple going to 1,000? What's going on? Or, uh, well, let's speculate a little bit and yeah. see what's out there. Free split, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what was it? Carl Ackman was like, oh, yeah, Apple's worth $200. Gosh, trillion dollar yeah. market cap. I don't know. You know, very well could be in. Well, yeah, and I've actually. I, my buddy and I were talking. I was like, I would put Apple in one of the three companies I'd pick to be the first trillion dollar company. Like, yeah, it's either them, Google, or I don't know. I mean, uh, I I fully expect it can happen eventually. We know that when the actual time frame will be five, ten years sooner than right. who knows for sure. But you know, things to look at in 2015. Of course, the Apple Watch is going to be something important. Um, if history is any sort of sign, for the most part, estimates for unit sales for Apple have been pretty conservative. So I wouldn't be surprised to see units and even ASPs for the Apple Watch to, to perform very well, average selling prices. Um, you know, in terms of new products, um, you know, an iPad Pro, a larger screen iPad. Um, the really, Mr. The, Cook, I believe, uses an iPad all the time. Yeah. Like he says we should all do it. Yeah, of course he well, does. But yeah. yeah, of course he does. <laughs> and Satya Nadella uses a Surface Pro. 3. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, so yes, Apple Watch, um, the iPad Pro. You've also got to look at the IBM partnership. This was a big deal in, in 2014. Has started to bear some fruit recently. We've seen some stories of different apps coming out, but we'll see how that kind of evolves into 2015. Um, also, one of the important aspects of how does Apple's ecosystem expand? So you've got the Apple Watch, of course, that relates to health. You've also got the home and so forth. All these are different ways to keep users in the Apple ecosystem. Awesome. Yeah. And of course, Apple TV. Yeah. Perhaps Apple TV, maybe. maybe. Uh, have we seen the last iPad, iPad Mini? Don't know yet. But uh, the last iteration, really, all they did was. I would iPad. argue that the the iPad Mini is uh, the uh, six plus. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the six plus is, is selling very well. Yeah. It actually has a pretty good gross margin. Well, and everybody I talked to, I saw it. I'm like, oh, this thing's huge. But everybody yeah. I talked to said they like it a lot. Yeah. They like reading stuff on it, which is of course the purpose. Yeah. I mean, from the estimates we've seen, um, a lot of the forecasts and so forth, it seems to be selling pretty well. Um, I think better than most people expect. But that kind of relates to the Apple Watch. When Apple comes out with something new, um, a lot of a lot of analysts or a lot of industry followers tend to underestimate the potential because it's a new product. You know, people don't know how to not so much value it, but how to understand the potential market impact of it. So, very cool. well, it could be the case. Very good. Yep. Well, that's it for us, listeners. I can't wait to see what Apple comes out with in the rest of the year. Thanks for listening and full on.